It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your one and only Colorado Avalanche. Frustrating time to be a Colorado Avalanche fan? Absolutely. And we will kind of dive into as much as we can dive into. Uh, If we have to break this up into a couple episodes, we will do that. Because there's a lot to go through here, whether it's the, the stats themselves, the players themselves, the way that they're playing. If it's home at the Pepsi Center, if it's away, there's so much going on with the Avalanche right now. And, and you could always dive as deep as you want to into these stats and, and read them for what they are. And can you pull anything out of them? Do they mean anything? Is it just a slump that they're in? Is it just the length of the hockey season that you're going to have this roller coaster ups and downs, ebbs and flows? It all makes, you know, you, you can you can put them all into a vacuum and, and pull out what you think is worthy and what's not worthy. It, it doesn't really matter. We're just going to throw a lot of things out today. And if something sticks for you, it'll stick for you. But uh, the bottom line right now is the team is, is struggling. Um, so we're going to get to all that stuff here in a minute. So first things first, like we always do social media, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche, um, Instagram, just search, uh, lockdown avalanche and send your emails to lockdown avalanche at gmail.com. And like I said before, if you are frustrated about things, uh, and you need to vent, vent over at, uh, the Gmail, send something over there and we'll put it on air. Um, so where are we right now? So I guess we, we can just start with, uh, you know, record. And obviously, Avalanche have lost uh, the last two in the back-to-back against the Islanders and the Rangers. Uh, the East, the short East Coast trip <clears throat> uh, culminated in a 1-2 and two record, the one win against the Devils. And then a one nothing shutout against the Islanders, and then a 5-3 loss against the Rangers. So right now the Avalanche are at 25-15-4 for 54 points. And that lead that they had, you know, this whole they were keeping up with St. Louis, it was just kind of St. Louis and Colorado maybe in a dog fight. Not that they were, you know, one or two points separated from the two. Um, but the rest of the division... Still in it. They're never out of it. But there was some breathing room. And that breathing room is gone. Um, at the turn, at the time I'm recording this, Dallas has not yet taken the ice. They don't They don't start till 10 o'clock Eastern time. And right now they are two points behind Colorado. So, uh, yeah, they win and they're tied. So, uh, and then past that, Winnipeg is only four points behind Colorado. Now, does Winnipeg play tonight? Uh, they do, and they are up right now against the Maple Leafs, three to two, um, 13 minutes left in the game. So Winnipeg is four points behind 
You know, if they win tonight, they, they pull even closer. So in a way it's exciting. Cause this is like, you know, a, a <laughs> excuse me, a hockey season. This is, this is kind of like what you want to see in a, in a dog fight in uh, you know, in any sport, um, this back and forth in standings, but it can also be frustrating when it's your team that is kind of coming back to the pack. When your team's the one that's kind of rising through the ranks and they're catching up to those teams, that's exciting. When your team is the one that's kind of like, not that the Avalanche have dropped, but they're trending in that direction. Uh, that's what you don't like. So <clears throat> this is going to be well, how we were saying. It's gonna, it, it was uh, a dogfight with St. Louis, and they're keeping up with St. Louis. Now they're in a fight just to keep up with the division. And I don't mean that when I say keep up. I don't mean like they they are are low in the division, have to come up. They just have to sustain right now. And like I said in, in the preview against the Islanders, how the Islanders started off hot, and that's keeping them afloat. Um, that's exactly what Colorado is right now. They had a, a, a hot start, and then they had that six-game winning streak um, kind of in the middle there. And since then, it's been, it's been rough going. Um, since the loss at St. Louis, the one that they lost five to two, that they were handled pretty well, they have played 12 games, I believe. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yep. 12, 12 games and four wins out of those 12. That's not, that's not how you want to trend at this point in the season. And if you feel like this is what we've gone through, almost exactly a year ago, <clears throat> you'd be right. Um, this is this is kind of the time going into the All-Star break, coming out of the All-Star break, through the entire month of February, it was rough. Um, and the, the good part about it, obviously, is the Avalanche made the playoffs then, and they came out of it. They finished the season strong. So... Is it doom and gloom? No. I mean, if you just want to not look at what has happened in the past couple weeks, they're in second place. So that's good. But St. Louis is pulling away. St. Louis right now has 61 points. Um, they, They don't go through what Colorado does. And I think that's the frustrating part, that they have all the talent in the world and they're, they're getting these results, and they shouldn't be doing that. It, it, they, they really need to kind of start stop playing to their opponent's level, which I feel is what's happening. Um, the St. Louis game, the most recent one that they handled, handled St. Louis incredibly. Uh, they won that one seven to three. <clears throat> they, they rose to what St. Louis usually plays. St. Louis had a, a down game that day, of course, but they played on a level that we hadn't seen before. Against the Devils, yeah, they beat the Devils 5-2. to two. I, Like I said, I was in attendance at that game. That was a struggle for the first period and a half. And the last time they de- played the Devils, it was a little bit of a struggle, even though they won. Um, they ended up winning 5-2. to two. Against the Islanders, yeah, they played a, pr- they played a good game against the Islanders. They only lost one to nothing. They had one goal disallowed. Um, but you could see like they kind of played to the Islanders' level. They played... The Islanders play kind of like a boring, a really boring defensive game. Um, and the Abs weren't <clears throat> that speedy back-and-forth team that they typically are. Same thing against the Rangers. <clears throat> it was just a very, like, lethargic effort. They weren't making, like, these wow plays. And, and you see that all the time from this Colorado team because they have so much talent. 
your eyes just pop out of your heads with some of the plays that they made. There was none of that in the Ranger game, with the exception of maybe Nathan McKinnon's goal, which was just par for the course for him. But you're up two to nothing. You are going up against not only a, a rookie quarterback, but his first game ever. And you have to be that team that has that eye of the tiger of like, okay, we we are, you know, uh, uh, a Colorado Avalanche team that is expected to make some waves this year. And in some cases you are. We're going up. They're going to put up a rookie quarterback against us. You gotta have them. You gotta have the blood in the water mentality, and it seems like they came out with that and scored those two goals. And then I don't know if they thought it was gonna be free, free wheeling, free sailing from that point on, <clears throat> and maybe took the foot off the gas a little bit. I don't think it was that because I think the Rangers just stepped up their game. You know, the other team is trying too, and you have to give some credit on that end as well. But to not have the 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 mindset of like a lion of just wow they're really going to put a rookie quarterback against the highest scoring team in the league and not really pull through is concerning to me um so we'll kind of go over that and um there's i'm going to play a couple clips one from coach uh, jared bednar this was right after the game and one from Gabriel Landeskog. And wait till you hear Gabriel Landis- Landeskog's uh, reaction to a question posed to him about no third-period comebacks this year. He's not too happy, which is good to see. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, they're not when you when you when you watch these like post-game interviews, they're not. And I've said this before. There's not music blasting, and they're not like joking around, having a good time. These guys are pissed. They feel like they should be playing better than this, and and it shows in just their their reaction, um, and just reading them and how they're doing these interviews. They're not happy, and they shouldn't be, because they should be playing better than they are. So um, when we come back, I'll I'll play the Bednar one, talk about what he's he said briefly. We'll play the Landeskog one. We'll talk about the Kadri fight, um, and we'll we'll kind of break down what we can break down. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code PS20. Easy feeling wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. 
to the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kind of a tough to find a rhythm there. Just your thoughts on this game? Uh, I, I didn't like the game at all. I thought we we didn't win enough races. We didn't win enough battles. We weren't physical enough when we didn't win the race. You know, we got outworked, outskated. That's the way I look at it. Any update on that? Are you disappointed in the fact that you couldn't? continue to push and add on to that at that point? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed the whole night. I mean, we were opportunistic on, you know, they, we did a couple good things in the floor, check created a couple turnovers, scored a couple goals, and then the energy went away. And we didn't have enough guys tugging on the rope in the right direction. In my opinion, you know, it's just, we, we just didn't have it. Any update on Giannis Donskoy? No, I haven't talked to the trainers yet. I mean, I, News isn't good, obviously, if he didn't come out at the end, you know, for any of the rest of the game. Were you happy about the response by Catherine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I watched the replay. Shoulder right in his jaw and in, in his cheek and no call, so we have to take care of it ourselves, so that's what we did. I feel like uh, the team thought it was going to be an easy night with that through goal lead, and then, I mean, uh, you know. Something crept into the guys' minds that was, you know, we don't have to work with I don't know. That's a question for them. So clearly not happy, and um, you know at the end there he was asked, did, did the guys think it was going to be an easy night having that two goal lead? And his response is, you have to ask them. Um, you know, you, you have a, a two goal lead. Nathan McKinnon with a with a nice goal, Comfort with a nice goal. Um, I don't think any press member was going to ask the Avalanche that specific question because they might get some looks. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you could you could hear the the frustration in his voice. He's always monotone and low key, uh, but he he he's he's not not too. Nobody's really happy. I mean, when you have that a two goal lead in the first period, and you give that back in the first period, that's just that's that's kind of like you know really unacceptable for a team of this caliber. And once again, I don't. This seems to be a trend too. When they're on the the penalty kill, they are giving up early goals. I don't know what it's what's going on, but it seems like when the Avs are on a penalty kill, uh, the team on the power play will get a goal within the first ten seconds. And I don't know what's going on with that. They're, and and shots are not getting through. Uh, the in the Islanders game, <clears throat> I think they blocked over thirty points from from the point. So it's just like no matter what goes on, like when when you see <clears throat> someone taking a shot from the point, you just kind of are expecting it to get blocked. Uh, when they go on the power play, you're just expecting it to end without a goal. You just don't have faith in what's going on, you know, with, with how they're playing. And it's just kind of like a flat game. What needs to happen? I don't know. I mean, 
they change up lines, uh, and that seemed to work. And then even in this, uh, in the Islanders game, they changed up lines again. The Devils game, they changed up lines again. So I don't know. Like I, I think that's the first step is maybe just constantly change up lines. Change up lines by the period if you have to. Uh, don't let the other team adjust. But um, who knows? I wanted to go check because I know they didn't have, <coughs> excuse me, a power play against the Islanders. So I wanted to double check. Um, yeah, 0 for 3 against the Rangers, against the Islanders, 0 for 2 against the Islanders, um, and then against the Devils, 0 for 3. I, I, it, it's just got to come to an end at some point. And he said, um, <clears throat> getting to the, the Kadri thing, he was asked about, you know, was, was he happy with how, how Kadri handled um the Ryan Lindgren fight the um hit on Donskoy and I love the answer of yes I, I I'm happy with how he handled that and um I think you are going to see possible suspension come that was a ugly nasty hit and the fact that there was no penalty called on it baffles me he clearly uh was coming upward he he did leave his leave his skates his, or he, you know, he left, left off the skates off the ice, direct hit to his head, and it's clear as day, and there's nothing called on that. Um, and so I, I was very happy to hear Jared Bednar say something like, you know, when there's no call, we, you know, we took it into our own hands. That's old school hockey. Uh, that's not something you really see anymore. Well, you, I mean, you see it, but you don't really see a coach kind of condoning it and and Bednar did he, he's not happy this has happened to Donskoy already he might be out for a while he absolutely got a concussion we haven't heard any uh any word on it but I mean it doesn't you know a, a, a fifth grader could point out that that guy's got a concussion we I think we need to prepare that he's not going to be around for a little while because this is his second in a short amount of time um and we've been kind of lucky lately with the injuries and this is just like kind of like a, you know, a nasty hit, but, um, yeah, Kadri immediately dropping gloves and, uh, you know, the, I love how the Rangers said lingering wasn't coming back due to an upper body injury. And that upper body was the rearrangement of his face, which he completely deserves. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a, a fighting man, but, uh, that, that, that was ugly and nasty. So, um, what was it? So Kadri got a, a, uh, a two, five and 10 penalties for that. I'm completely fine with that. I have no, no qualms with that whatsoever. Um, and, and sometimes that turns a, a game around for your team, but it didn't seem to, you know, it, it uh, you know, he got the, the ten game or the ten minute penalty, and he played hard the rest of the game, um, but just it, just nothing was there. Everything just seemed flat. That's that's the best way I can describe it. It just seemed flat. Um, so I guess I guess, and I don't know if this is good or bad. This is kind of what I said on Twitter. Like the Avalanche, although it's a shortened month because of the. Uh, all-star game they don't play on the road the rest of the month now i know it's only january 8th and and you're thinking wow that's a lot of games it's a good amount of games but the uh the month stops pretty much on january 20th so 
Um, yeah, it's always nice to be home, but Colorado was one of the better road teams, um, and they still are. Um, it's just things are not clicking for them right now, and you just hope they're not fumbling this bad when the All-Star break gets here. You want to go like you went into the Christmas season on a win on that Monday, and you had that nice little break where you're, you you knew your last game you won. You want that going into the All-Star game too, but not just that last game. You want these string of games that you're playing at home, and I will bring them up for you here in a second. Um, you want those games to be won, especially if they're on home ice. So you got five home games uh, starting this Friday. You're going against Pittsburgh. You're going up against Dallas. Huge game. Going up against San Jose, <clears throat> St. Louis, another big game. And then your last game before the All-Star break is against Detroit. So, um, yeah, all of those are big. Um, then you're playing, like, you know, the, the two division games against Dallas and St. Louis. Obviously, those are big games. You're playing a, a, a really good Pittsburgh team. Um, and then you really should handle San Jose and Detroit. So, I say should, but nothing is a gimme. All right, so I'm going to play the uh, the post-game clip from Gabriel Landeskog right now. Um, clearly not happy, and clearly not happy when asked about no thir- third-period comebacks yet this year. So listen to his reaction on that, and then we'll discuss. At times, one hundred percent. Yeah, we, it just wasn't, um, just wasn't good enough. We were just in D zone. We were just kind of standing still and, and, and looking around, and and obviously, and in, in, uh, you know, they had a lot of offensive creativity, and, and we just kind of stood around, and, and we weren't really taking charge. We weren't talked about before the game plan like same defense as we did last night but it didn't happen so you know we still give ourselves a chance to win and, and tie it up at least and it wasn't good enough. How do you know? Still haven't had a third period come back win at all or uh, you know, not a lot of them last couple years but something there or just you know, one of those things. There's absolutely no story there so you don't have the right one. I mean playing until the whistle goes that's that's the bottom line uh you know the fact that we have another third period comeback i think that just speaks to the fact that we're usually up in, in the third period and we're able to play with the lead so i don't think there's a story there if you're looking for one yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I, I I like being on the road. I like being with the guys. Um, you know, you, it, it's all hockey. Um, you know, and it's good team bonding for us. And, and uh, you know, whether you win or lose, uh, we win together and, and we lose together. So that doesn't change the fact. But um, you know, we always like playing at the Pepsi Center, and we 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 obviously like being at home with families and whatnot, and and, and knowing how to prepare and and whatnot. And, which doesn't change the fact with road or at home, it, it's no difference to us really. So, uh, but no, we're looking forward to a good home stand here, and we got to make sure to to get back on the winning side of things at home. 
Yeah. So if you're looking for a story there, there, there ain't one. Um, and if you can see the video of that clip, which is available, when the reporter asked the question, he kind of gives like a huff, like, really, you're going to ask me about that. But I mean, <clears throat> it's fair game. You know, it's, it's a fair question to ask. Um, I think his response was accurate just by saying, you know, if you're looking for a story there, there's not a story. I, you know, and his, his rationale of, you know, they're up a lot of games in the third period. Yeah, that that's true. <clears throat> but you want to be, you want to have some games where you can come back because you want to know that you can do that. And I, and I, I feel like, yeah, they, they deep down, they know they can, but the longer this goes, the longer, not only Landis Gog is going to have to answer questions like that of the more people see that they are, are not coming back in the third period. Well, guess what? They're also giving up third period leads too. So it's just the entire third period has not been a friend of, of the Colorado avalanche this year. And they need to figure that out because if they don't, man, there's going to be a target on their back come playoff time. Um, and the third period rolls around and it's going to be in their minds. It's going to be in their guts and they're still going to play their hearts out. And, uh, if it continues to happen in the playoffs, that then that will be the story going into the offseason. I completely feel like this team can can write this ship. They're way too talented. Uh, we've seen Nathan McKinnon, you know, take over games. Um, he's playing a lot more shifts now. Um, <clears throat> I think he's he's going to step up and and be the second captain, you know, and I think Gabriel Landeskog is going to be the first captain that he is. I think they're going to get this right. Um, but this team has a target on their back. Uh, you know, they, they are, I don't want to say they're flying under the radar, but they, they somewhat were um, with St. Louis doing what they're doing and with the teams on the East Coast doing what they're doing with Washington and, and Boston. They kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but now that Nathan McKinnon, and not that he's not a household name, we jokingly put up that TMZ clip where they, you know, uh, kind of went after him walking into, I think it was MSG, I don't know where it was, but, and he kind of joked like, nobody knows me yet, don't put me on TMZ. Well, you know, that might be true. TMZ Nation doesn't know who he is, but the Hockey Nation does. Um and they're gonna be they're gonna get their best from from teams night in and night out, and specifically against him to shut him down, to shut this team down, um, and and they they can't play to the level of their opponent. They have to they have to have their own level, and achieve that each and every night, um, and just start blowing teams out if that's what you have to do. Like you, you just you know what, don't don't let the foot off the accelerator. Um, you know, guys like Burakovsky, like where's Andre Burakovsky been? Um, he, he started out so hot, um, and he has just tailed off. And since December, since the games in December, he has played 17 games and has been held scoreless in 12 of those games. And if you want to back it up one more game into November, the very last game of November, he was scoreless for that one too. Um, Tyson Jost. Tyson Jost is 13 points on the season. Five goals, eight assists. He is a, a plus eight, which, you know, like I say all the time, if you care about that stat, um, 
that that's okay. But Tyson Joseph is expected to do a lot more than 13 points at this stage in the game. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, there's times where he looks really good, like he's going to take that next step. Um, he, he's kind of filled out. He's got like a, a wider frame now, um, and he's kind of tough to bring down, but just the points aren't there. Um, I don't know what it is. I wish I could, you know, uh, I know Sam Girard is starting to play better. Um, you know, 23 points on, him, on on the season for him. 22 of those are assists. I know he's a D-man, but, you, you know, this is kind of like an offensive firepower team. You like to see your your defenders maybe get a little bit more points than he has. And Zadorov has got five points on the season. And as well he's, as he's played defensively um, against, you know, <clears throat> teams best players all his focus is going to that and and is that good yeah i mean i think that's the trade-off is okay you're shutting down uh their best player so you know you're gonna have to sacrifice points and that's exactly what he's doing but is that a bad thing eric johnson i know he's been hurt um only nine points for him on the season one goal you know and he's he he has more offensive in, in him than just one goal on the season so it's starting to spread out on, on on what you know points and where they're coming from on this team. Obviously, Nathan McKinnon is setting the world on fire. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I and losing Donskoy is going to hurt. He's the fourth leading scorer on this team. He's at twenty nine points on the season, fourteen goals, fifteen assists. He's having a, a fantastic season. Um, and, and I don't want to take away from the season Burkowski's having. He's having a very good year, but it's just, what have you done for me lately? And what he's done for them lately, he had, <clears throat> I think it was two assists in the Ranger game. Um, I'm going to go in here real quick and check. Yeah, two assists in the Ranger game. And then prior to that, nothing in the Islander game, nothing in the Devil game, one assist in the St. Louis game, nothing in the Winnipeg game before that. <clears throat> it's just zeros across the board for him, and he's better than that. So... Um, they, they have the talent the talent is there it's just got to translate into on ice production um, and points because the longer this team goes playing this way the, the, the longer the season is going to be and the further away St. Louis is going to get and that that's the last thing that we need to happen um, so we'll see you guys that's uh I don't know where it's going to go from here. Tomorrow, maybe we'll kind of dive in a little bit more. Um, we also will preview the Penguins game. And hopefully we can get this thing back on track. I have every reason to believe they can. But right now, you can't deny that they're struggling just a little bit. But they are our Colorado Avalanche. They're a good team. And I think we're going to be uh, very, very satisfied by the end of the season. Just right now. We aren't. So we got to get through this, and we'll all get through this together. Everything will be okay, I still believe. So that's it for today, guys. <clears throat> Enjoy the uh, one more day off before we get some more hockey. And until then, here is Jody. Go, Abs, go!